Well, hello. Welcome to Leedsburg Talk Podcast. Sitting around the table today, we have David. Hey. Sammy. Hello. Courtney. Hi. Matthew. YOLO. And myself. How's everybody doing? Great. Good. Good. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning for some cereal. Yep. Corn pops. Corn pops. Corn pops. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> they even make corn pops. Out. Oh, yeah. I think they do. I think so. Oh, yeah. Corn pops going strong. Oh, yeah. Corn, yeah. yeah. That's right. Uh, well, uh, let's see. It's it's Monday morning. Nice, cool, foggy morning. Mm-hmm. We are sitting in the upper room. We've come out of a great weekend, okay. and we've got some really cool stuff coming up. And so let's talk about that for just a second. A couple of really cool things coming up. November 20. Well, actually, this next Saturday. If you're listening to this, that means that you've been just graced. It's like manna from heaven, only it's podcasts on your phone. This is the second podcast turned out this week. This is a bonus episode. Bonus. In honor of Halloween. And also, I might have forgotten to post one two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, it's definitely a Halloween bonus. So, Halloween <laughs> bonus. It's um, kind of like getting some extra candy. That's right. Yep. That's right. It's definitely not raisins or any of that junk. <laughs> or, yeah. or, or apple slices. Right. Well, who does that? Stop it. <laughs> so unsanitary. <laughs> Toothbrushes, like seriously, yeah. come on. We're a baked goods. Get house. off your high okay. horse dentist. <laughs> Bef- before we jump into our our bonus topic for the week, let's talk about real quick three big things that are happening this Saturday, the second. We've got the bold men's shoot. We're going to be shooting Kaboom! rifles, shotguns, and making things go bang. Bumping in the Nope, not that one. <laughs> okay. So oh, that's the other subject. That's, that's the other subject. Okay, that's for sorry. next week's podcast. Um, and so, and, and so that's this Saturday. If you want, uh, to, to come to it, make sure you RSVP with Joe Graves and you can do that by emailing Leesburg Christian church at gmail.com. And we will make sure you're have added you to your ammo, John. I have bought my ammo. Got your ammo I, I have my ammo for three rifles, three packed and three. Ready. I'm bringing three. I want to get three sided in one. I've never shot before. In fact, I have one it's I'm bringing. A, I haven't shot yet either. It's got a scope on it, and I have no idea. And so we are going to do, if you've never done this before, this will be a great time to learn. We're going to do uh, a demonstration on how to bore sight, uh, scope, and then get a scope on target. And so that'll be I a lot need of to be in on that conversation. Well, <laughs> I have notoriously been known for not <laughs> having my scope sighted in. So we're going to do that Saturday. Yeah. If you don't know how to sight in a scope, and get started come Saturday because it'll be a lot of fun. Well, I bought my first seven mag. Yeah. So I'm bringing it. I haven't shot it yet. Haven't even tried to. But I do have the ammo. So I'm bringing it. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. That's Saturday. And then November 20th, we've got a live event at Leesburg called Financial Peace Live. We're going to be uh, broadcasting uh, Dave Ramsey live from, I think he's in North Carolina or somewhere. Anyway, he's going to be in Georgetown for all intents and purposes because we're going to be broadcasting him on the screens. It is the on-ramp for Financial Peace University. We'll walk through the six, I think, six or seven baby steps of getting out of debt and budgeting and all that stuff. And so if you're interested in that, please uh, sign up. You can sign up online at the link on our website and Facebook and all that. Um, it's important to RSVP because we need to know how many children you have because we're providing child What's care. the date again? November 20th at 6.30. And then the last thing we need to talk about is November 26th, Tuesday, November 26th. Here at the Hub. Here at the Hub. Sammy, tell me. 
We are going to have a special edition of Grief Share that is called Surviving the Holidays. It's kind of a, a you talked about bonuses. This is a bonus. It's kind of like a bonus to the curriculum. So if you haven't been to any of the Grief Share meetings, you can come to this one independently, certainly, or any of them for that matter. But this one kind of is a standalone uh, talking to us and telling us how to be able to mentally, emotionally, and spiritually get through the holidays after particularly a death of a loved one. Is that a Tuesday? It evening? is a Tuesday evening. All right. 6.30. The 26th. You know, it's, the calendar's weird this year. I'm used to Thanksgiving being on the 26th, mm-hmm. and it's on the 28th this year. Weird. It's kind of strange, which people are talking very strongly about. I don't know if you picked up on this in the news, because it shortens the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas for retailers. Oh. This is a huge issue. They're losing three or four days of like Black Friday type, and mm. I'm like, praise God! Yeah, <laughs> they're already playing Christmas music in Walmart. I know it. Amazon is taking you out anyway. What are you worried about? That's right. <laughs> yeah, true. Amazon <laughs> has taken yeah. me out. <laughs> oh man, but it just is annoying. Well, but anyway, hey, one other thing, John, we yeah. do have something else this Saturday night That's too. Right. If you want to come, why don't you tell them about that? Saturday night after services, we're going to have a chili dinner yeah it's gonna be fun and so everybody bringing a pot of chili sammy sammy now you keep talking about your award-winning chili we had we had a chili contest many moons ago uh like 15 years ago and uh, it was a big deal and people really took it seriously and we weren't allowed to put our names on our chili pots we had this panel of people that did it and we gave out uh instead of gold medal silver medal bronze medal we gave out gold spoon Silver spoon, bronze mm-hmm. spoon. I won the gold spoon. Mm. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> and you know when they came out and said, we didn't know this was Sammy's chili. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, and yeah. everybody went, yeah. Right, yeah, fake news. <laughs> Look, uh, so anyway, bring out your chili. There um, is one thing I have to say about it if you bring chili. Yeah. You're not allowed to put corn in it. Why? I hate it. <laughs> I'm not sure we should be able to put restrictions yes. on people's chili. Meat. I'm the gold spoon winner. I put restrictions on. Do you have a gold spoon? <laughs> yeah, do, you, nah, do you have it somewhere? Mm. You don't Big have news. it. No, I don't have it. <laughs> That's what I would say if I didn't actually I have will a gold by corn pop. <laughs> we'll have one by tonight. Well, uh, so yeah, so that'll be a lot of fun. That'll be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm we'll have a good time. Saturday, yeah. We're not going to really have a contest. We're just going to hang out and yeah. eat. eat, eat. Come on. Uh, and then Sunday morning, it's gonna it's gonna smell like mm-hmm. chili throughout the church. Yeah, the aftermath of the chili night at that eight thirty service is gonna be serious. But, well, he, he, here's that a, group here's will a, probably want some. That's probably. right. A public service announcement, though: don't make your chili Saturday if you're bringing. You, it Saturday yeah, night. you need to start on Thursday. Make it Thursday or Friday. Yeah. yeah. See, right. don't put restrictions on people. How no, I'm doing it, <laughs> and I'm okay with no corn. I don't put corn in mine necessarily. So. And this is white bean chicken chili. I put oh yeah, I no, put corn in white be bean a little chicken different. chili. I agree. All right. All right. Well, hey, <laughs> speaking of chili, let's talk about some candy for a second. With Halloween coming up in just a few short days, you know, I almost really uh, won Dad of the Year award because I almost scheduled a meeting on trick or treat night. Mm. That wouldn't have gone over well. <laughs> yeah, I saw thankfully, you trying to do that. Yeah, thankfully, I backpedaled pretty quick. Um, uh, but but uh, Thanksgiving is this week. Uh, real quick. Thanksgiving. I mean Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. 
Halloween. <laughs> Halloween is this week. Uh, let me ask you, what is your top candy? What is your favorite piece of candy? Anything peanut butter and chocolate. That's not really descriptive. So Reese Cups, okay. Reese's Pieces. My wife's favorite is Reese Cups. Yep. Mm-hmm. Put them in the fridge. Bonus oh, yeah. for the bonus podcast. Ooh. Put them in the fridge for a day or so, and then come back the next day. Best Reese cup you'll ever eat. I I'm take kinda, your word for it. I'm kind of shocked that you have the um, willpower to put them in the fridge and walk away. Oh, it's the like bag of 36 oh, of them. Okay. I <laughs> eat like 12 <laughs> that day while I'm waiting. and then. Yeah. Sammy, what's your favorite candy? Uh, I, I like it all. I don't. I do. I like chocolate, milk chocolate, and peanut butter stuff. I don't or caramel. I do not like uh, tart candy or um, fruity candy. I'm not a Skittle fan. But a lot of people, you know, you're kind of one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. That's just not me. I don't like it. I'm both. (laughs) (laughs) I like candy. What what kind of candy you want, Matthew? Both. 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 (laughs) I don't like milk chocolate very much, but. Halloween, that's all you get, really. So I I have come to love a frozen Kit Kat. I I do the fridge thing, but I actually like it frozen. So. Yeah, yeah. If frozen. you're in a pinch, frozen Kit Kat. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm a big fan of peanut stuff, and so I like paydays. Like that's probably yeah. my go-to candy bars. I like paydays. Those are good too. Baby Ruth. Like yeah. sandpaper for your yeah. mouth. <laughs> no. no, no, it's good stuff. <laughs> Just and then uh, I like Snickers a lot because they're they've got uh, quite a bit of. Nut and carnal. Nougat. Yeah. Nougat. Nougat. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and then Skittles. I also like Skittles a lot. It, when I was a kid, I used to eat Skittles until my cheeks hurt. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh, yeah. Been there. Exactly. Been there, done that. And then there's that thing where you get a bag of Warheads, and you're in middle school, oh, and all your yeah. friends are trying to see, like, how long you can last with these mm-hmm. deadly Warheads, and then the roof of your mouth just ends up bleeding. And I was yeah. really yeah. good at Warheads. Yeah. Yeah. We, would See, do, we would do it on the school bus. I never I did the warhead stuff. I never did I don't like the super spa- sour stuff. Naya loves that sour know. stuff. It's I just can't. mind over matter. You are you have a weak mouth, No, I, I mean, I can do it. I can do it. I just don't <laughs> like it. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I can, I can eat sour stuff. I just don't like it. You know what um, Naya showed me? These little Japanese candies. They're called Haichus. Those things are awesome. It's like a Starburst, but it actually tastes like fruit. It was interesting. Yeah, I've had those. They're pretty good. They're good. We're very cross-cultural. You are, because the chips that sh- we were asking the kids the other week, like what their favorite snacks were. Yeah. She had some. C- the Taki obsession. Takis. Oh, yeah. 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 So, uh, so now that that's <laughs> that's out of the way. I didn't even get to talk about my favorite candy. Oh, that's all right. What is your favorite candy? Sorry, Matthew. Uh, actually, What's candy? I, dude, I know turtles. Oh, that is I love sophisticated. It's a pretty sophisticated candy. Yeah, pinky's out. Right, Richie, right. Right. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I really like them when like old ladies make them. Oh yeah, they're always fantastic. So, yeah. so not the store bought ones. The, the store bought ones are fine. Mm. But they're better. But but there's something about when like a church lady makes a turtle, like a pecan turtle or something. If yeah. the, like if the caramel tastes like butter and there's more pecans in it, it's like it's just better. Yeah, we yeah. had a lady at church that used to make them every year. She's moved, but she would bring this box of turtles to me every year, and I'm just like, uh, you know, so you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 I and it's turtles all the way turtle. down. 
All right, candy makers, let's get on this. Yep. <laughs> I've never had a homemade turtle. Oh yeah, they're delicious. They're it's fantastic. a game changer. Huh. I, there, there are also some people who have done some hybrids. The oh, the Rolo turtle. Oh yeah, always a favorite. Yeah, that's pretty good too. Yep, makes it simpler yeah. to make, but also still delicious. But still wonderful. Mm-hmm. Why is everything that tastes good bad for you? I don't know. Well, it's kind of like sin. I was just going to say, oh it's boy. the result of <laughs> living in a fallen world. <laughs> we know we're in trouble. Courtney just said, oh, boy. Oh boy. <laughs> well, well, I mean, there's some truth to that. Isn't sin often fun? Well, sure. That's you're doing it right, I guess. It. That sounds like a good podcast topic. That might be a good podcast topic. But hey, I got that. one for you, John. Yeah. What is your favorite scary movie of all time? Mm, that is a tough question. That is a tough question for me to answer specifically because I don't. You don't really watch, watch scary Did you ever no. watch it when you were young at all? Man, I mean, I remember I've watched. I watched some. I guess in in college I watched. Um, see, I can't do demonic movies. I just can't do it. But I w- I remember watching with Justin Spaulding. Yeah, a uh, friend of ours. Um, I watched uh, one of the Saul movies, mm-hmm. and that was pretty horrifying. Mm-hmm. I was horrified, and <laughs> I can't and do Saul. Sat there wow. and and he was like. <laughs> Funny story. <laughs> Freaked me out. When I was uh, my first semester at Cincinnati Christian University, we had a we had a guy on our floor who was homeschooled and uh, and very sheltered growing up. Um, and we were all sitting around and we were gonna go see the movie Saw when it came out. And uh, and he said, "I want to go to the movie with you guys." And we were like, "Hey, man, this may not be the best movie for you to see your first rated R movie." He had never seen a rated R movie in his life. So we take him. He makes it. He makes it twenty minutes into the movie before he's out of the out in the lobby. The rest of the movie, and then we come back and we were supposed to study and stuff afterwards. And and uh, I snuck out of the study session. And at CCE, you get the bunk that pulls out, and there's like a, a slot, you know, between the wall and the the bed. And I I laid down in that. And I pulled his blanket over my head over so he couldn't see me. He came in, turned his lights off, and laid down in the bed. And I did the the Friday the Thirteenth. Reach I reached over. up and grabbed his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and that was. Is that got, why you've only got nine fingers now? That's a, and that's why I only have nine fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did not like me very much for like a month. That's awesome. That's- Terrifying. Yeah. You know, it's always been interesting to me, though, the dynamic of how people are attracted to this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I think I like to laugh at stuff like that. For instance, I think the spoof movies are funny. Yeah. Off the scary movies, Uh like Scary Movie 3 or whatever, you know, they're funny because they make fun of scary stuff. But I don't know. I. It's just interesting to me how it's been this trend for the past 40 some years now. And uh, and then even in TV shows, do the same thing. You know, uh, yeah. there's always been this intriguing mystery with the dark side. Yeah, yeah, things. yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Were you gonna say something? Dave? Oh, I was just gonna say here's so here's how big of a chicken that I am. Um, when I was a little kid, uh, the first thing I ever purchased with my own money, three years old, was a VHS copy of The Little Mermaid, and uh, loved that. Uh, we talked about embarrassing stuff last week, so I'm I felt the one. need to share. This is group therapy here. <laughs> got it. But um, so but I loved that movie and I'd watch it over and over again. When it got to the part with Ursula 
you know, oh, she had like the purple mm-hmm. eyeliner and all that, all that business. But she, you know, she just frightened me. And so that was, that's about the threshold of what I can still take in terms <laughs> of scary movies. You know, we get into you know, Stacey, if you're listening, <laughs> we need to talk about some ideas. <laughs> no, <laughs> because oh you would be a great no. accomplice along the lines of group therapy. Wait a minute, let me get this straight. <laughs> yep, David's scared of the Little Mermaid. No, I'm not. No, the Little no, Mermaid is scary. fantastic. Little <laughs> Ursula, however, she has magic powers and tentacles. Yeah, so and, but and but the girl can sing. Evil seahorses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. accidentally party to a viewing of it at age seven. Oh man. And so, like, I have to watch Stranger Things with my husband. <laughs> so that's how weak I am now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just yeah I can't I can't do it. take on all that stuff on the movies and stuff. Do you think that? You know, when people ask you, hey, should I, you know, or this is, is this a good idea for people who are Christ followers to try to watch these scary movies? What's your all's take on that? Do you have an opinion? I I have a pretty good opinion on it. Yeah. Like, I, I, um, I'm surprised. But you think, it, you <laughs> think your opinion's good? I, I have a pretty strong opinion. Okay. Oh, okay. Really okay. Good okay. Opinion. All right. <laughs> this is just my take. All right, Courtney. Look, um, I, I I seriously would suggest that people don't watch demonic type movies. I think that is a dangerous thing. Um, I, I, if it's a scary movie and it's like a serial killer and stuff like that, whatever. That's fu- that's different. I draw a line with demonic stuff because I think you're dabbling. I, th- I well, I think it's uh, yeah, I think it's dabbling. I think it is. It is putting too much focus because there's a lot of following behind some of these movies that are demonic and there's and they're scary and, and there's the, the the thing is the reason they're so scary is because i think there's a lot of reality to them you know i watched the uh, documentary on the three 13 year old girls the other night with slender man have y'all ever heard oh, yeah. followed yeah. the oh, yeah. story in court and all that i watched that whole documentary and uh the online uh you know, urban legend type stuff that's going on, and the young minds are absorbing this stuff. I mean, they literally stabbed their friend 19 times because they had to, because Slender Man would kill them and their families if they didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy moly, what in the world yeah. is going on yeah. here? And so I think that you got to be, you know, and here's the kicker the parents, guardians were completely oblivious had yeah. no yeah. idea what was going on in the lives of their kids, what they were looking at, what they were watching, um, what they were talking about. And these were just three 13-year-old yeah. kids. Normal kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah it's, it's just that, weird. It's, so I think that for that you reason, be you careful. have to be very careful when it comes very, to very demonic careful. and uh, ghostly type things. I think there's definitely a, an age factor to it too mm-hmm. you know what i mean when a kid well can fantasy and reality exactly are, you, know, you got that issue going yeah. on and yeah. that and that's the reason for the age factor you know if your kid can't it, i think i get asked this i have been asked this question not even just with you know gory or demonic type of stuff but things that are you know harry potter like mm-hmm. should i let my kid read harry potter um watch the movies that mm-hmm. kind of a thing and and you know i think my answer to them is you know, if your kid watches Harry Potter, are they going to be possessed by a demon that because you have opened yourself up, you know, outside in kind of thing? No, but at the same time, 
does is your kid old enough to understand the difference between fantasy and reality? Are they going to yeah. take that as a, oh, that's kind of a neat story, or are they going to go out and try to figure out how to conjure up spells or and you know that's kind of like the whole christian life is like that wait mm-hmm. are, are you saying that you can't trust your 10 year old to make a <laughs> well-informed decision oh, adult decision I, yeah i don't i don't necessarily think so okay yeah yeah but i think that you could use something like that like you can anything halloween or whatever as a good uh door of communication to talk yeah. about stuff mm-hmm. well yeah yeah i mean i, I think that's a, that's a good thing so, so what do we do then with i mean, sorry were there any other comments about the movies stuff no. or the yeah, any opinions on that, that stuff? Same. We, we didn't hear your take. Yeah, you did. Did we? Well, you I said to be cautious. I be just cautious. think you. I think you got to be. I think it's like everything else. You know, if I have tendencies to genetically predisposed to certain things, I'm staying away from those things. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So uh-huh. you know, you got to use some common sense there. Okay. I, that's just what I think. So, so what it, I can watch something like that, and I, I'm not, I'm not looking for something to fill a void in my life. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's just maybe entertaining at the moment for me, for whatever reason. But I think for some people, they're looking for something to fill a void in their life. Yeah, and that, that's dangerous. I, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think that there's also a warning in there. I think. That a lot of this stuff is is scary because it's there's reality to it. Well, that's that's I was getting ready to say the the things that always have frightened me are the are the reality stories, yeah, not the fictional stuff. Yeah. Fictional yeah. stuff, is whatever. You right. know, Freddy Krueger and all that. Yeah, that stuff yeah. doesn't bother yeah. me at all. Right. But right. It's the stuff that actually, due to maybe um, uh, a sociopath mm-hmm. type behavior or some kind of psychological thriller. I mean, those kind of things. You could see how you could crack the door for something like that to come into yeah. your life, and now you're in a place you never dreamt. See, see I be. love true crime stuff. I it's love really crime intriguing, stuff. but I would say that like Ted Bundy is a lot more alarming than to like me. yes, how than you Freddy know, Krueger. yeah, Freddy sure. Krueger, yeah, yeah. But Ted Bundy in a movie about Ted Bundy is much different than The Exorcist. Yeah, that's true. Agree? And so I guess that's where I'm drawing my like. I I love crime stuff. I love crime documentaries and. You know, even criminal minds. I, I love that type of stuff. But the exorcism and the, you know, there's a movie. I, I take that back. I, I remember the last scary movie I think I saw was the, the there was a movie about some girl. Exorcism of Emily Rose, that, maybe? That, I think that was it. And I left that theater shaken. Yeah. Terrified because, well, I mean. There's, the, there's a reality. There's a reality. Yeah. Angels and demons exist. I mean, when yep, we see that's that, right. that the and maybe that's what we need to talk about for a few minutes. Let's talk about that. Let's let's talk about you know who Satan is, for yeah. example. Yeah. I think that's important to understand because if you don't understand who Satan is and how he portrays himself, then you can get very confused. Yeah. So, so it's important, I think, to start off with. We have a physical, created world here that we live and we're a part of, but this is not all there is, and we see hints of that and, and statements of that throughout scriptures, right? There is an invisible world that's around us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul tells us it's not with uh, flesh and blood that we're fighting, but it's with powers and principalities, uh, authorities that are that are unseen, in the air, right in the air. Um, and so there is another dimension. Sammy, you mentioned Satan. Give us an idea. Like how how do we deal with the concept of or the personhood or 
whatever of Satan? How do we deal with that from a biblical standpoint? Well, I think a lot of people live as if Satan doesn't exist, for one thing. That's a, that's a primary problem. Uh, we want to believe in God and heaven and everything's good and rainbows and whatever. But I think that, for the most part, people uh, stay very neutral when it comes to actually believe in the physical Satan. We've cartooned character, made mm-hmm. characterizations of Satan uh, when actually the scripture points to something very, very different. And I think maybe that's been the greatest deception maybe of all in this, because that's why I've never been alarmed when somebody wears a, a, a deviled horn costume. That, that means nothing to me. Right. Uh, because the scripture teaches very plainly, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, that Satan is an angel, presents himself as an angel of light. Mm-hmm. He presents himself in beautiful things. I heard a preacher say one time, this is kind of interesting. Um, he was talking about this issue, different level, but talking about this issue. And he said, if I got up and I spoke on adultery and I said, you know what? I think adultery is okay. I think, mm-hmm. you know, it's unrealistic to expect people to stay monogamous their whole life. And, you know, it's just flesh. It really doesn't, you know, it's not that big a deal. He said, there would be a meeting, and I would be dismissed mm-hmm. from my role. However, I can take adultery and put good music to it, and you buy it. Yeah. I can put, I can take <laughs> adultery and put it in a movie, and you'll go pay to watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The same people who would fire me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's and, a really good point. And <clears throat> once that pastor terminated, there would be a following of people in that congregation that might say, yeah, yeah, yeah they might saying? be attracted to something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, that there, there is a, what I'm trying to point out is that Satan portrays himself. He does, He's smart. You, you got to understand this. He okay. he is a very shrewd uh, being in terms of how he presents himself. So he's not going to present himself as what we know as personified evil necessarily. Right. He can, but I think for the most part, he presents himself to be something very beautiful and attractive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that might be um, the greatest deception of all. You know, First uh, Peter 5, 8, our adversary, Satan, presents himself, or is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The warning in that verse is that we have to be sober and alert. We have to be ready. We have to be mindful of how our adversary works, how he presents himself. Because how he presents himself to you in your areas of vulnerability is different than how he presents yeah. himself to me. That's right. That's right. And you know, and then if you want to read the history, by the way, help me out. Um, the history of how Satan fell. This is kind of interesting. Um, Ezekiel twenty-eight, Isaiah fourteen. Does that sound right? Sounds right. Yeah. yeah. And and he fell because he tried to make himself equal or uh, with God. Job twenty-eight. Yeah. You know he. Yeah. That's another one. Um, you can read those scriptures, and it really talks about how Satan tried to elevate himself onto a God level, and his greatest thing that he does to us is try to get us to believe that we're gods. Yeah, he did that from the time of the garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, try to be like God. Mm-hmm. That's his greatest yeah. temptation: run your own life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is where people get to the point. Then they say, and I saw this post yesterday on somebody else's Facebook, not mine, because I don't have it. But a post yesterday where a younger person um, said, hashtag, it was a hashtag my church, and they were standing in the ocean, and they were saying, 
I always believe that this is the best place to worship God on a Sunday mm-hmm. in his creation. Mm-hmm. That looks good. Uh-huh. It's not very scriptural. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But it's it looks good, yeah. and it sounds good. So, so Sammy, you, you, I want to bring out a couple things you said and kind of dive into those more. The first thing you said there that I thought was uh, a really good point was that uh, – if Satan can convince us that he's not real, he's kind of one. And Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love, have you all read, I'm sure you have, you're all smart people, the C.S. Lewis uh, 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 screw tape, tape letters. letters. I, mean, I mean, while it's not authoritative, it's it's a fictional writing. Mm-hmm. It is a really neat. A lot of good print. It's a really interesting depiction yeah. of how, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, again, not authoritative. Right. Not saying that's how it works. I got a, qu- I a, got a question thing. we ought to talk about yeah, for a go. moment. Can a Christian be demon-possessed? Well, anybody want to jump on that before I do? Hop on in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I think we have to define Christian. That's very important off the bat. Because there's a lot of people that maybe would claim to be Christian, Mm -hmm. but aren't. That's right. So Mm -hmm. a true Christian, John, Mm -hmm. let me help you out here just for a second before you continue, because I know you're wanting to. (laughs) <laughs> a true Christian has the indwelling of something very important. That's right. The Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So if you're occupied by the Holy Spirit, you cannot be occupied by satanic spirit at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's Correct. right. Can't do it. Uh-huh. Um, so that's a big question. Well, J- Jesus taught on that. Uh, where is it? In, uh, Matthew uh, 17, 15, somewhere like that. He talks about uh, the house, the vacant house. Well, sorry, Luke 11. Luke 11. <coughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, Luke Rise 11. That's, what, that's my favorite 15. demonic yeah. story, and that's where I was going with this. Yeah. That's my very favorite demonic story because this 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 demon comes into this man. This is interesting too. The guy was able to talk and and hear before the demon came into him, but it was a mute demon, so he took on the characteristics of the demon. Uh-huh. He yeah. couldn't talk and couldn't. He was deaf and dumb, so he couldn't uh, talk or, or hear either. And then Jesus cast this demon out. Yeah. Okay. And then by the, I think then within the next seven verses, it's interesting. He goes on and says, um, now what can happen is if nothing occupies that space, he can go get seven more and something worse worse happen because there's a void. You're empty. Now, but here's a cool, here's a cool concept to think about. How many times have we seen someone who has a problem with addiction? Mm -hmm. They go and they get themselves clean, and then they turn right around, and as soon as they get out of rehab or wherever, it, it actually gets worse, and we kind of scratch our heads. Yeah. Well, the problem is this. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't filled themselves, because this is a spiritual issue. Yeah. They have not filled themselves with something to take the place of that empty spot, and as a result, the, the, the bad keeps coming back, yeah. Yeah. and it comes back worse. And a lot of times... I just heard yesterday I had a, had a friend of mine that told me that three people that was a mentor to this person while they were in rehab, three people have died in the last six months due to ODs, and they were the mentor to this guy who had been in rehab. Yeah. And, and they, they were looking at me saying how it's possible, and I said it's possible because of what I just said. Yeah. You don't fill your life. House. That's right. You don't fill your house with something good, so something else comes in worse. Yeah. And then you kind of just go, what? Yeah. Yeah, 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 and that's the scary part of this. To me, that's the real frightening yeah. part of all of this. 
and, and so the original question is, can a Christian be demon possessed? Yeah. Right. And and mm-hmm. I think that's a, a great uh, explanation of that because I think there's a lot of questioning and read about it in about Luke, chapter Luke chapter eleven. I think 11. beginning with yeah. verse fourteen through like twenty seven yeah. or something. I, I I think defining a Christian is important there for, for us to to think about. And again, you know, not to uh, uh, bore you, I guess, but our Disciple Maker Live on Facebook Live uh, on Wednesday nights has been going through what is a Christian and what's it mean to be a Christian. And I think that is a very uh, informative talk because I think a lot of people, and, and Jesus refers to this, a lot of people on that day mm-hmm. when he returns will say, Lord, Lord, that's right. aren't I a Christian? Then I go to church and I do this stuff. And, and Jesus is going to say, depart from me. I didn't know you. I, I think a lot of, I'm convinced that a lot of people walk through life self-identifying as a Christian and they don't know Jesus. In that same passage, by the way, John, following up on that yeah. thought, he says, a house divided against us. He, he gets accused by the Pharisees by being Be- Beelzebub, which is another name for Satan, by the yeah. way, okay? Which means Lord of Legions or whatever it means. Right. And he gets accused of that, and, and Jesus goes, hold on. <clears throat> a house divided against itself cannot stand. Satan wouldn't cast out Satan. Okay. Your students know that. The people who study under you already know that. So, you know, they can tell you, they can testify that, that who I am. But then he goes, he goes, um, if you are not for me, do you remember what he said? You are uh, against me. Uh-huh. I think there's a lot of people that think they can hang neutral. Mm. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. If you're not for him, you are literally against him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's a big lesson for us to take away from this. You either, if, you're not for, if you're not for me, you're against me. You can't be neutral. Let's let's rewind a second in the spirit of Halloween. Ooh, I didn't mean that like that. <laughs> uh, no, but hey, you, you you've mentioned a couple of terms that I think might be beneficial to to define a little bit. Demon possessed, for example, demon. Uh, uh, Sammy or anyone, can you talk to me? What's a demon? When we talk about a demon, what what is a demon? What do we know from scripture about what a demon is? What is? Correct me if I'm wrong here, but. Uh, Satan was an angel, uh-huh. a fallen angel, and was it a third of the angels kind of followed him along with that. And so whereas originally it was God and the angels, um, Lucifer, bringer of light, uh, f- desired to be equal with God or put himself against God and was thrown out of heaven and a third of the angels and those other angels um, that followed him are what we understand as being demons. Is that? And where did they get kicked out to? Enlightenness. <laughs> Earth. Hell is not a reality yet. Right. It will be the final judgment. But right now, he's on Earth as a lion seeking whom he may devour. So angels and demons are synonymous as far as what they are. They are created, created beings. beings. They are. They were created before creation, before the earth. Correct. Uh, outside of this space and time is where they were created. Uh, they were cast out uh, after their rebellion. Angels are are simply created beings who chose not to rebel. Now, and I think this is neat. Of course, there's not much to it, but in Job, I think we mentioned Job 28. Uh, Job's talking about the heavenly hosts and the angels, and he talks about how God doesn't. God doesn't put trust in the angels because there's still the possibility of angels even today rebelling from God. 
which is kind of a, a neat thing to think about. Um, and, and, and so anyway, angels and demons are synonymous in, as to what they are, but the demons, as we've defined them, are have chosen to rebel against God. Uh, and and uh, it's that's a reality that, that we are often blind to that's happening around us. There are angels and demons around us constantly. Ma- ma- uh, man, I'm pretty confident somewhere in Matthew, uh, Jesus refers to the to the to the angels that are shepherding and guiding uh, his disciples. Uh, whereas um, I'm I'm blanking on that. Um, hmm, okay, blanking. But um, angels and demons are created beings. Demons rebelled against God and were. Uh, uh, cast out of God's presence, living among us. Uh, their goal is to is to derail us and 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 detain us from Jesus. And why is that? That's the that's the million dollar question. Why why is there this good versus evil kind of thing, and why are we the subject of it? Well, part of it is is grandeur. Yeah, isn't that right? Well, Satan's yeah. desire for grandeur for. Yeah. And if you really are trying to um, hurt someone, I think the worst thing I could do to you is hurt your children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. So if we're the children of God, then the worst thing that he can do to God, the Father, is hurt his children. So so with all this, I don't, I don't know where we are in time, but with all this, let me ask you the million-dollar question, I think, for today. We're talking about angels and demons and scary stuff and things that go bump in the night. Halloween is this week. Mm-hmm. Should a Christian practice Halloween? This is a hot. Well, what, what are we practicing? That's a great question. You know, that's the. Qu- I, I think that's what yeah. you have to answer. Yeah. If I'm practicing taking my kids around to pick up some candy, I don't. I've never had an issue with that. I've participated in it. I've done it with my kids. I've had conversation with them about it when they were young. Mm-hmm. Um. Especially if you get a cut of the candy, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's well, a percentage take. Dad tax. tax. <laughs> yeah. There's a dad tax. That's right. Uh, well, so our listeners, without a doubt, I, at least I assume, could be anywhere on the scale from uh, very anti, uh, anti-Halloween anti practicers, which I think is ironic because uh, they'll say, well, we're not going to practice Halloween. That's a pagan holiday, right? Um, uh, but then in the same turn, they'll put up a Christmas tree and, you know, all that. So, Whatever. Um, uh, so we've got we've got we've got listeners that are going to say that we're not going to practice Halloween because it's a pagan thing and it's celebrating witchcraft and and that and then we've got other people who like mm-hmm. you just said uh, will 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 put on a costume and walk around with a butterfly or Ursula and get candy <laughs> and then uh, and then you know people in between. Mm-hmm. The question is, what are you practicing? Yeah, what yeah. are you practicing? Yeah. You know, you, we're we're in a community where The Walking Dead originated from, yeah. which is kind of interesting. And, uh, you know, um, uh, <laughs> I mean, the que- you know, wh- what about that? You know, I mean, you know, there seems to be a lot of, uh, it seems to be very trendy right now about zombie-type stuff going on, you know, and people laugh and joke about it, and then there's people that dress up and go to all this stuff. And, and you know, I, I think that there's things... I, I do it for fun and for entertainment. Uh, people will probably be just as critical of me hauling around guns and mm. shooting things in the woods. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
and say, well, what are you worshiping, you know, or whatever, you know, you can be overdue anything and have bad motive in any activity that you do under heaven. I do think that we have to be careful because the scripture does warn against uh, mediums uh, trying to communicate with the dead, mm-hmm. Saul, which of Endor. Mm-hmm. I think that we have to be, we're warned in Deuteronomy 18 not to, uh, you know, that God detests those kinds of things. Um, and uh, I think the, the reason is, is because we are trying, he wants us to communicate with him. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want us to, commu- there's nothing to be gained by communicating with the dead. So, you know, but again, what's going on in your heart? What's going on inside of you? Um, I think we over fear is a is a crazy Mm -hmm. motivator. It causes you to overreact one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Again, I say it all the time. I've said it on here many times. Christian life is all about balance. And it's about having a proper perspective and understanding. And it's a parental responsibility to teach your kids what's going on. Let me throw out. Not that it matters much, just my take on how we run, because I've got young kids at my house, and how we deal with uh, thanks with Halloween, um, <laughs> not Thanksgiving. We deal with that in a much different way. Um, <laughs> ha- Halloween, my girls dress up. I'll take them trick-or-treating Thursday night, and we'll have fun. We'll get candy. Uh, my girls dress up as princesses. Well, Nora will be. Naya wants to be out of that phase. Not Ursula. Uh, n- n- <laughs> <laughs> but we don't, do, we don't do demonic things. We don't do scary things mm-hmm. um uh, and and i guess that definition of scary comes down to us as parents but we don't do scary things uh, now look naya's not gonna walk around in a you know phoebe for max a costume you know what i mean we're not gonna you know make her do that you know you don't have to walk around as john the baptist but i think <laughs> this is a uh, opportunity i mean you could um matt i'm not beheaded excited. Huh. yeah i can't wait to be john the baptist this yeah. year but um <laughs> You hand but out locusts. JTB. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And honey. Have um, you and Todd had this conversation about yeah, having a child? Yeah, and like we, you know, what you said about mediums is important to us because we were like, we, I mean, we're not going to play with a Ouija board and we're not going to let our kids dress as things that are evil. Um, and you're dabbling. Or dabbling. You, it, when you do those things, yeah. you're dabbling. Yeah, if you look for it, you're going to find it. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of truth to that. So we've kind of agreed that... Um, like, a trunk or treat is not redeeming the holiday. A harvest party is not redeeming the holiday. We're, <laughs> like, we just need to teach our kids appropriately. Yeah. yeah. And what is redeeming the holiday um, is is when people with put thought into what they do. And so as I walk around the neighborhood with my kids, I'll have conversations with other parents and adults. And hopefully my prayer is that they will become evangelistic conversations that I can talk about jesus with them mm-hmm. that's my you know i'm not practicing witchcraft i'm not being weird and walking around as moses with right. you know ten commandments yelling at people um and <laughs> i would like to see that i mean i might do that actually that sounds like a great idea um uh, but my goal is to be evangelistic in the way i tr- live in the way i represent the streets yeah. and, and, and all that and i think we can do that and, and i think that brings honor to god sure yeah um, yeah, I think it all it all comes down to your heart and your intent. Um, you know, when when people are looking into these things or watching these kinds of movies to find, well, it feels like there's more to this life than just what we see. But seeking after it in you know these dark demonic kind of ways, 
Um, rather, that that's Satan's plan, I think, is to distract us from, hey, you know what, there is more, um, but instead of focusing on these things that you're focusing on, what if you focused on God being yep. the, the answer to, hey, there must be more to what, what's going on in this life. So, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. See, my problem is with this is that I don't have a fear of anything. You don't have a what? I'm not afraid of anything. I mean, as far as like scary stuff. It, it, I walk into the woods at 4 5 o'clock in the morning all the time by myself. With a gun. With, well, <laughs> but I can't see. It's dark. But I, I'm just, yeah, I'm you know, you. some people that creeps yeah. them out. Sure. Yeah. I don't have any fear of that whatsoever. I'm just not afraid of stuff. Well, and, but, and that's part of why, you know, I joke around about being a chicken, um, which is true. Uh, but also the reason why I don't watch those kind of scary things personally for me, I don't have a problem with other people watching it, um, is because it alters my mindset and it alters my daily lifestyle when I, because I am, you know, I, those things freak me out and well, you're fear. Vulnerable to that, yeah. Obviously. And so, yeah. So it's like that's why for me personally, yeah. operating on a fear can go either way. Like we can overprotect. Or we can alter our mindset and be worried about everything yeah. that's oh, yeah. happening in life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing, you know, with with other things in your life. Like there, there are things that, you know, like like they're probably going to legalize marijuana, but I'm probably not going to smoke it just because I've seen what it does. Like it, it's done to some people in my family mm-hmm. because of the addictive personalities in my genetic makeup. Mm-hmm. So it might not be smart for me to do it. It might be fine for hundreds of thousands of other people, but it might not be okay for me to do it mm-hmm. because I, you know, it can turn to other things for me. Which is I that would be considered a healthy restriction or fear. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, kind of goes yourself. scary movies for me don't affect me at all. I think they're you know usually I think they're silly. Yeah. You know, um, like I, I don't dwell on them at all. Like I can watch it, and I'm never. It'll never cross my mind again. I, mm-hmm. I'm just that's my my mind, though. You know, but not everybody's like that. Some people get, and I think especially young minds, mm-hmm. absolutely, that yeah. are much more receptive to that kind of. Yep, thinking. definitely. Again, young children aren't able to make adult decisions and tell reality from fantasy. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think it's an important thing for us. So to, that's that's the best conversation you can that can come out of yeah. this. That's particular right. time of the year, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I, I guess one last thing I'd like to say is, and, and, and then we'll close it up, one last thing is if you are someone who is a uh, teetotaler, don't practice the holiday, um, please don't uh, be nasty to people who do, other brothers and sisters of Christ who do, who do trick-or-treat and stuff. If you're a Christian, yeah. Yeah, if you're, don't if, do if you're a Christian, don't be nasty or haughty with people who who do dress up as princesses and butterflies and whatever and go get like john like me that's right (laughs) don't be mean right all right that's the last thing i have to say anybody else well hey uh uh be safe this thursday night uh wear reflective gear and we will see you next week around this table see you adios later pops